They said it was forbidden. They said it was dangerous. They were right. Introducing the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual. Dive into the arcane, into the hidden corners of the occult. This isn't just a comic. It's a hidden tome of supernatural power. All original artwork illustrating the groundbreaking research of Juan Ayala, one of the only living homunculologists of our time. Learn how to summon your own homunculus, an enigma wrapped in the fabric of reality itself, their power at your fingertips, their existence, your secret. Explore the mysteries of the Aristotelian, the spiritual, the Paracelsian, the Crowleyan homunculus, ancient knowledge lost to time, now unearthed in this forbidden tale. This comic book holds truths not meant for the light of day, knowledge that was buried, feared, and shunned. Are you ready to uncover the hidden, the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual, not for the faint of heart, available now from Paranoid American. Get your copy at tjojp.com or paranoidamerican.com today. Special treat for you. I have Steve from the Slow News Day show. What's up, Steve? What's up, man? How's it going, man? How's it going? Thanks for having me on. It's good to be here. Thank you for coming on. And like I was telling you, the topics that you talk about are things that I like to hear about, but I don't know a lot about. You know what I mean? So that's why I have a podcast. I bring people on to get different ideas and different interpretations of ideas from people who know a little bit more about the subject than myself. So before we get deeper into it and go down the rabbit hole of the shit that we're going to be talking about, where can people find your show? Uh, plug any, you know, let people know where they can find you your, for your podcast, social media, whatever you'd like. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, you can find pretty much everything online at slow news day show in terms of social media. That's what all of that's going to be. Um, I, uh, encourage people to check us out on either Rockfin or Odyssey, uh, because they, you know, don't censor our content or roll back the view counts or unsubscribe people or give us channel strikes for exercising critical thinking like YouTube does basically every time we go live over there. So that's going to be rockfin.com slash slow newsday and odyssey.com slash C slash slow news day. I think you have to have the creator thing in there. And then all of the audio stuff uh, you can find through Alt Media United uh, and Mark and his badass right there uh, who, yeah. who put all that together. So, um, yeah, the, I, I think that's about it. For pride, we got t shirts at a one through a wonderful company called uh Truth Revolution Clothing. They're at truthclothing.io. It's Nathan Stoppelman who has a, a show called Lift the Veil, 
and his wife um and that's their their merch company they do great work uh last american vagabond ryan christians good friend of mine um has his stuff up there too um so i should shout them out because they're wonderful people right on and that's how we met right on the alt media united the the holiday special a bunch of us hopped there was a clusterfuck of people but we had a good time and we all linked up and this is what it's all about right linking up and and networking with other shows who have the same similar mindset that I do, right? My my thing is a little bit out there sometimes, but I do have some more serious shows on. But can you tell the listeners a little bit about your show and what you talk about on there? And and yeah, I just want, before we get into that, I just want to say on this podcast, we love Joe Biden. We love Fauci and we love everybody. <laughs> I love Mark Zuckerberg just in case they're listening because, hey, you never know, right? I took 15 boosters just before I came on camera <laughs> to make sure that I would look and feel my best for this interview. Um, I, all, all hail Pfizer. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to do like the soccer players do and hold my hand up to my heart to pledge allegiance to Pfizer. The fucking right? Optimus Prime variant, bro. <laughs> I'm really concerned about the Megatron variant. Me too. That one seems scary. <laughs> it does. Dude, people um, here in Florida are like, they're... <sighs> Shout out to my vaccinated cousin who just calls the COVID-19 the common cold, but yet you got vaccinated, right, for the common cold. But what I think is happening, dude, which we, we all know this shit, it's not, it's not rocket science. The common cold is not even a thing anymore, so they, they just rebrand it because it's a new market, bro. It's a new market. You know how many, how many tests they're selling right now and how many people are getting tested back and forth? And they're just, the flu is no longer a thing anymore. Holy shit, you know, if we could do the same thing with it with the flu with this, We'd be golden. Well, what they did is they they combined. Um, it's called a pick test now, and it's pneumonia, influenza, and coronavirus, Ooh, nice. which is I'll why most of the cases disappeared because they lumped them all into the one thing. And then, uh, as we know, hospitals were incentivized to report coronavirus numbers to the tune of financial compensation. So that's why the they blended the count and then reported everything as a this is COVID. Uh, it's just one of the like, oh man, dozen plus redefinitions and modifications and the, I don't know, I guess combination mergers, perhaps I think maybe that we could put it in those terms that uh, the CDC and WHO have rolled out over, over the last couple of years. Real quickly though, the show, I started the show because there is a super wide lane in independent media that still exists to this day. And that giant wide open lane for any show host on the planet, anybody with a camera and a microphone and a point of view, that giant lane is for people who want the independent media to make the people who don't want to be household names, household names. There's a government that we're all allowed to see. They're people who are in positions of perceived power who are able to wield, you know, whatever influence we let them. And then there's a government that works behind the scenes that uh, Peter Dale Scott once upon a win coined the deep state. But I mean, it's a, you know, entrenched, unelectable, unaccountable bureaucracy, a permanent state. Um, And they tell the people that we think of as politicians to go dance and they do. And so the show focuses a lot on highlighting the people who are actually 
manipulating the levers of power, following the money, giving people essentially their news early, six months early, 12 months early, sometimes two, three years early. Um, and, uh, and we have grown up nuanced conversations with people that are smarter than us about complicated and sometimes controversial topics. And we don't scream ad hominem attacks at each other and, and treat each other like human beings and hopefully learn some shit at the end of the day. Whatever happened to that, right? Whatever happened to just having a regular conversation with people and how I tell a lot of people who try to people, everybody's always trying to debate, right? Everybody's always trying to prove and push their point. And when somebody brings up an idea to me that I don't agree with, I present my, my issues with it. Right. But that I don't try and force it upon you because I don't think that's ever well, let me let me take that back. That that has worked a lot of times throughout history, forcing people to either take a, a, a right look at Christianization of of everything, right? They won. What's on our money? In God we trust. What God is that? I don't know, but some sort of God. Maybe it's Donald Trump, the true Messiah. Who the fuck knows? But <laughs> <laughs> but nowadays it's all about this this. I did a show, an episode back. Uh, uh, probably last year it's called the war for your mind right and that's what i that's where i feel we're at where it's this constant battle for our attention our energy and data now is a commodity right and and i wanted to get your 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 opinion on something because you brought up when we were dming back before cybersecurity. i think the next biggest thing is going to be something like that where they're going to you know, ushering in this whole crypto era and all this bullshit that's going on, right? People get rich quick and all this stuff. I think the next biggest thing is they're going to shut, they're going to do some crazy cyber warfare with China, Russia, or somebody. It's going to be like the next Cold War in a way, World War Three or so, you know, you, you know, you know, you know how it is. And I'm sure they've made movies on this before and we can talk about AI, but what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that we're headed towards this this thing where it's going to be an attack of, of cybersecurity and it's going to threaten. If you, if you listen to the people who meet in Davo and, you know, meet in like Scottish castles on an Island with nobody else around, but their personal security uh, and what, what used to be referred to as a legitimate conspiracy, people who meet in private behind closed doors to plot and plan together to determine the outcome of future events in a way that will benefit them. That normally would be defined as a conspiracy in this day and age, pointing that out makes you the conspiracy theorist. Um, but when these guys gather and talk about now is the time to deliver a great narrative, the story of our time and things like that. And we need a great reset and a fourth industrial revolution. And we need digital ID and biometric scanning and this and that and the other. And they lay it all out while at the same time they're saying we are going to see a cyber pandemic of historic, never before seen proportion and the Department of Homeland Security and Interpol and the respective intelligence agencies of uh, not just the Five Eyes countries, but most of Western Europe are all saying there is an imminent cyber threat 
There is an imminent attack that is going to be coming. We know it's going to be coming. It's probably going to be the Russians. Maybe it's going to be the Iranians. Maybe it'll be Chinese Venezuelans. We're not 100% sure yet who, maybe Hugo Chavez's ghost, will be supplying the money for this like he did just a couple of years ago. It's possible. We're not sure yet, but it's imminent. It's going to happen. Pucker up. And that that's They're priming the pump. They've been doing it now for about two years they've been doing the same thing at least in the u.s with the domestic terror domestic violent extremists stuff we're coming up on the year anniversary of january 6th i was there for that uh the, in the morning i was, was hanging capital, out with Jason. Right? Where they, where they yeah storm the capital yeah, yeah yeah um so i got to watch a false flag go down in real time last year that was wild i don't um, think it's safe to say that steve I said it that day. <laughs> I, I went. So. I went on a show called The Unfit Statesman, and shout out to that dude, man. He's fucking hilarious. I'm sorry. Can I? Yeah, yeah, you're good, bro. Like, okay. Uh, but I went on his show, and, and I was like, "Yo, dude, that was a psyop, and here's why." It just laid out a bunch of reasons, but. Uh, before that happened, there was legislation that had already been written that was going to, you know, call out about 85% of the country as a domestic violent extremist. You, you, the plan is still up. The uh, uh, DHS still has it up on their website. And it's all of us, man. It's all of us. We are all them. It doesn't. If you have the slightest mistrust in your government, if you are pro-environment, if you are anti-environment, if you, you just it doesn't matter if you're pro-life, you're pro-choice, you potentially are a domestic violent extremist. So while all of these things are happening, and we are getting told 100% you're going to have a massive cyber attack, it's going to shut down the grid, it's going to disrupt the supply lines. Most people are still arguing about the cold or red team or blue team um, because these aren't things that they're paying attention to. They're trapped in a particular ideological bubble and unwilling to, to accept new, different, or information that they're just not prepared to process, which is where we come in, constantly screaming about it, having people from, you know, whatever political spectrum or ideology you can imagine onto the show so that hopefully their audiences cross pollinate and we get past this, you know, bullshit team sports mentality and, and start to work with one another as human beings. Why do you think it's like that? It's like this whole, this there's, there's, I think that there are people in this society who serve the sole purpose of just being some sort of NPC and just, filling the void, if you will, and they're just there just to take up space and just to breathe your air and just whatever. Why do you think that some people, like, they need that? I, I It's always been like we were, I, I believe in fear. I mean, it's been proven where fear is passed down genetically, right? Where where all these ideas are passed down genetically, like an Akashic Records, if you will, if you want whatever you want to call it. But I mm -hmm. think... The idea of having one thing is having a society that is organized and everybody has their role, et cetera, et cetera. But since the beginning of time, there's there's always been a hierarchy, right? The 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 hierarchy of having a king, the people under him, the people under them, and then the peasants. And I think that just stuck with people, and they need something. It, it drives me nuts how how some people will just literally die 
for their political party and they worship they're worshiping these politicians you know what i mean it's it's fucking crazy dude it's it's a cult so i have a theory about that that i'll touch on briefly and then i want to try to explain why i believe you have the the npc character class um but um i fuck how do i want to put it Actually, I honestly forgot what I was going to say because I jumped to the NPC thing. So let me talk about that first real quick because have you ever done or had to take a Myers-Briggs personality test? No, I've never. I don't even know what the fuck that is, bro. So what it is is uh, the Myers-Briggs personality test breaks down uh, individuals into 16 categories. Um, and, it, uh, you know, based on personality traits – based on a fairly exhaustive questionnaire. There's a couple other personality tests out here, but this is the one that I saw in meme form that I was like, oh, well, holy crap, that actually makes sense. Um, and what it is, is it's a depiction of the personality types as government, business, CEO, um, you know, middle management, and then... Uh, there's a row of TVs and there's people that are just watching and then reinforcing the TVs on the TVs, chattering class. Those are personality types, cops, military or other personality types. And then uh, there you see a large tank in the bottom of the picture and there are four personality types facing the tank and they're out of the 16, the only four that appear to be in any way, shape or form anti-authoritarian everyone else is either going along with it helping facilitate it or in the the managerial and op, you know decision making end of it and so my theory is that um be, if this is true then that doesn't mean that 25 percent of the country is anti-authoritarian what that means is potentially one out of every 16 people you meet or one out of every four people you be, I guess, as it breaks down, could be anti-authoritarian. But because personality traits don't break down linearly like that in a, in a nice, you know, numerical order, um, it's usually only when people who are of those, you know, four anti-authoritarian personality traits declare intent to gather and do so that you find them in a large mm. concentration. Which means that you could be at a family gathering, or you could be in a classroom, or you could be at a party, and there's only three of you, or there's only two of you, or it's just you, because personality types don't break down in a you know in an orderly fashion like that, um, and and that's that's kind of why I think that has something to do with it. I would also argue that uh, over time we've seen it go from the monarchy to more of like the merchant magisterial class or the, the magisterial religio class. And as, as rulers where you, instead of one main figurehead and the monarchy was never the sole ruler, there were always people in the court that were manipulating events. Um, but where we've had distribution of leadership that, um, not counting communism, but sort of incorporating some ideas of less and less central figureheads 
more and more individuals making decisions or a little bit more consensus based approach to whatever you might want to call governance. I think, yeah, we spread it out. But what that also means is that you've got the potential for your voice to be heard as the, you know, leadership further and further breaks down and gets away from centralization as leadership as leadership in general, the concept of it becomes more decentralized. We have also seen, I think an exponential growth in individual liberty and personal freedom. And we're at kind of a, a crossroads here where all of that is threatened to, you know, be taken away from us by what really looks like, a massive international central well they call it the new global governance that would piss off dave weiss so i'll just say you know a the new international governance i love dave i do yeah i I don't think the world is fine bro you're good um i no i do i like that this bucket this is flat earther dude um no i so what i think is it doesn't matter I think it doesn't matter because I'm in the this is most likely a simulation category. Yeah. And, I and I've I've been high enough and I've talked to enough uh, physicists and mathematicians that have all seen the same thing that I saw on mushrooms, which is a individual beam of light broken down to code. And as people get further and further and further into breaking down individual units of energy, they're all discovering what looks like code. So to me, that screams simulation. Now, does that mean that like the shape of the earth couldn't, you know, in some way, shape or form help foster a, a grander delusion? Sure, man. But if you and I are talking, then it doesn't matter if the fucking world is flat because we've already got through 99% of the fucking lies anyway. Yeah. And that's something we can wild out around a campfire, maybe. But, like, I kind of feel like there's some other shit that's, that's a little bit more tangible in the immediate that people can kind of gather around and, and, and say, okay, we could work together to do something about this. Yeah, no, and, I, and I'm with you on the whole simulation thing. That's what the, the ancients were talking about, even Pythagoras, right? They, they believe that everything was numbers and everything had a harmony and a frequency and all this bullshit. And that's what that, what, what was it? I saw this article today. It was, you know, those light forms. I, I don't know that. I don't know how to say the name, the the tear, they're like little water bears or something like that. You know what I'm talking about? That they survive oh, yeah, in any yeah, yeah. extreme weather. They quantum entangled one of the, they were like doing some experiments where they were quantum entangling those things. Cause they can survive at crazy Anyways, I think quantum physics is magic and, and it's just another way that people can can just practice woo woo. It, dude, it's magic. If you if you break down any quantum physics theory, it's like what the fuck is this Hogwarts? Like what is this? You know what I mean? Like it, it quantum tunneling, quantum entanglement, quantum computing, all this shit that they talk about and you really t- if you look at it, it's like what, are they practicing alchemy? Is this some sort of sorcery? You know what I mean? It's it's crazy. I I think sorcery might be the most applicable term to that. Yeah, I really it's do. Fucking wild, bro. It's wild. Anyways, yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. Where where Pythagoras talked about these sort of things and the ancients, where they were onto something. But 
back to the idea of, of that you were talking about how they're diluting everything and, and this decentralization of power. And so is it part of their plan or is it going as planned for them? Do you think, or do you think it's backfiring because how you said now you potentially have a voice because if you think about it back then, some monarch, some King, whoever it may be, if for some people, if you were to talk out against that King, you'd have your fucking head cut off. Look what happened to, to Ned Stark. He got his fucking head chopped off. You know what I mean? So yeah. do you think it's a good thing in the, in, in the progress that we're making or you think it's eventually going to backfire on them? So I, I'm, um, I guess, I don't know. A market anarchist is what I've been labeled as. It's not quite ANCAP. But it's not quite. So you love Joe like Biden? Left and our Joe Biden is my personal Lord and Savior, <laughs> man. So you go ahead and you stack spaghetti mm -hmm. sauce spaghetti in the store. Stack and... <laughs> the spaghetti sauce, and 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 I like when the kids comb my hairs down. That fucking guy, dude. Um, but uh, so I mean, any you know, it, it, if it looks like decentralization to me, I'm generally a fan of it. I think that. Um, or is it the illusion I, of decentralization? Do you think that's what's going well, on? Well, we've got a number of different things that are outside the regular internet that already prove that there's decentralization beyond control. We still have a gray market for just about everything. We still have a black market for just about everything. But the fact that we still have a gray market for just about everything and that it's only exploded even in light of the fact that Ross Ulbricht is doing double I plus 40. Even in light of that, a gray market has exploded. So no, man. I'd, like. Here's the thing. Being black-pilled and not on your way to being white-pilled means resigning yourself to believing that mankini Star Trek spacesuit wearing Klaus Schwab and his goons are going to win. That's what that means. Now sit with that, friends and neighbors, however long you need to, you know, but I mean, that's what that means at the end of the day. And no, I don't. I don't believe that. I don't believe that, you know, that like bloodlines that have been so perverted and a system of control that requires things as inherently self corroding as bureaucracy have a, a chance against look for example here in the U S um, uh, my 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 friend Scott Horton um, from the Libertarian Institute says, you know, in theory, sixty million libertarians under arms. You don't need a government, and I agree with that. I do. Now, what that looks like spread out over the United States, I hope would be up to the individuals who chose to live there. You know, but I do know this without. The promise of state violence and the monopoly on violence that the state holds, violence itself becomes incredibly expensive. Violence is always expensive. But if you don't have 
unlimited funds that you can just print up every time you feel like you're running a little bit dry. And there's a legitimate, both physical material, you know, and, and then um, life cost to your violence. You start to think about other options pretty quick. Yeah, violence really does become the last resort in almost all situations when you remove the state. At least in modern times. You know, I mean, if you're fighting over the same, like the one animal that's running around, you know, between the three caves that you and two other families are at, you know, a couple hundred thousand years ago, violence probably the first resort. There's a lot of shit we've managed to figure out as people along the way. There's a lot of shit we'll revert back to if the state threatens to take away our goodies, but that's essentially where it's at. And if you can get past that shit, you know, it, it becomes a lot easier to embrace some of this stuff. Yeah. What was it since 2003? What is it? Almost a million people have died in the wars that have been fought since under George. That Bush. we are allowed to know about, Not but true. there are 2 million dead Iraqis at this point. There were Yikes. over a million dead Iraqis 10 years ago when WikiLeaks first started publishing numbers on them. So, and I want to get into that. I want to get into Assange and, and all this stuff. Before I touch on that, have you seen the documentary The Forever Prisoner? I have not, but now it sounds fascinating and I feel like I should have. Yeah, it's on HBO Max and it was brought up to me because because my I have a friend, I'm not going to say who, the dude's brother who is the forever prisoner. And, and, and in the end, it's pretty much the government does shady shit. We know they do shady shit and they do whatever they want. At the end of the day, and when you bring up this idea to people, dude, that that the government could potentially harm them, right? Because because it's an embryonic, it's like they have this umbilical cord connected to authority, right? Totalitarianism, whatever it is. These people, they want to be told what to do. And that's how perhaps we get the NPC class because you do need, a lot of people fail to recognize that the Soviet Union and all these all these movements that have happened all throughout history, it hasn't been that the government was pushing shit on people. It was people complying. It was people going along with the narrative and doing what they were told and peer pressuring others in society to do what they were told as well. What's happening right now, people are peer pressuring people into getting some fucking experiment, uh, you know, in in trial still, gene therapy which is what it is and and people are pressuring other people you know how many people have told me oh i got it and i regret it so bad oh so why the fuck did you do it i just felt guilty right we have felt like i had to i felt like yeah. i had to and that's exactly why and again nobody take this the wrong way i do believe covid is a thing there is something going around whether that was bioengineered or not, that's a whole nother fucking Alex Jones podcast episode we can do. But point being is that if, as long as you have this, the governments really don't have to do much. They just pressure people. They just, it's like playing chess, right? You just put pressure on that King, put pressure on that. You don't, you don't checkmate them, but you keep putting pressure and pressure until you finally do checkmate. And it's the same exact thing. It's, it's the real life game of Thrones, dude. That's exactly what it is. You know what I mean? Are you familiar with the Milgram experiment? No, but I, 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 if you explain it, I might have heard about it. They, they did an experiment where they had, uh, <clears throat> they had a person in a room hooked up to a chair. 
and then they had a bunch of volunteers come in and there was a guy in a white coat with a clipboard he said i'm a doctor and he had a very reassuring very professional voice and he had a very kind gaze and i soft am science eyes. And he said, uh, you are going to be asking the patient a series of questions, and I will tell you when to administer a small dose of electricity. And as they get questions wrong, we will increase the electricity. And what the experiment found, there was no electricity. There was an actor in the chair. Oh, with the noise he, going off, like, oh. He was told to, he was told to, you know, scream. And what they found is that people would administer shocks to human beings that they knew to be lethal as long as there was someone in authority that they could turn to and have a face nod at them yes push the button okay i'll push the button and that's the milgram experiment and that's what we're living right now and, and so i i it, that combined with the mass formation, mass psychosis event that I do believe to be a major factor in the the COVID madness, the fact that the the United States first and foremost is the most propagandized country on the planet, hands down inarguable, but that we operate an intelligence sharing network called the Five Eyes with Canada, the UK, Australia, and New Zealand where each nation gets to be a test lab for something or other for the other ones you before so, it gets rolled out. You think that's... I know so. There's fuck documentation on it going back decades. Is that why they, they're running a, a fucking Hitler Germany over in Australia right now? Do whatever the fuck they want. They took people's guns away in the 90s, and now they're just pushing whatever they want on the people, and they, they're complying happily. Well, think about how many times they already tried to push a fake pandemic on people. Oh, they've just been the last quite 10 a few, years. Quite a few times, yeah. Yeah, the, the, this was attempt number four in just the last, like, decade. And you start to hear Bill Gates and Gavi and some of the boys from DARPA and Alphabet, Google's parent company, and Johns Hopkins and the CDC start talking about biometric IDs and digital IDs and things like that at least five, six years ago, if not before that. They game out these <clears throat> events. Um, the one that people are most familiar with is Event 201, but there are a bunch mm -hmm. of other ones. In fact, in 2019, there were three separate U.S. military exercises called Crimson Contagion that took place uh, going as far back uh, as very early in 2020. I'm sorry, 2019. Um, and then there was a Crimson Contagion that took place right before event 201 but it was here in the u.s that um like as kind of a i don't know almost like a jade helmish sort of exercise um but without uh the the theatrics uh that went into jade they're helmish. running simulations too right that was one of the yeah. things that they're running simulations yeah. of how it would act and you had fucking bill gates talking about it right not not only that, but I mean, this goes back to multiple different gatherings of, you know, goblins, I guess, uh, whether it's the Milken Institute or the World Economic Forum or the Bloomberg Economic Forum, whatever, uh, uh, you know, Bilderberg and the ones that, that we already know about. They do get caught on tape 
Uh, and they are very, very, very kind. Well, I think you're giving presentations. They want this shit to be <laughs> recorded in a lot of ways, you know. So I, I do think that there is a spiritual nature to this. I do think that that we are fighting on a spiritual level, and I do think that that these people at least think that there's a thing that they communicate to that provides them with power, and they have to declare intent. Steve, we are publicly. This is. A, a rational podcast. We don't talk about the lizards on this show, so I don't know what you're talking about. But what what I'm continue. talking about is I don't have to believe it. They have to believe it. If they believe it for themselves, they're going to take step A through Z or complete ritual by dancing here. That has nothing to do with me, you know. But a declaration of intent goes a long way regardless of whether you're attaching spiritual significance to it or not. And at each and every turn, with everything that we've seen in the rollout of the Rona, from lockdown two weeks to flatten the curve, oh, you can't do this now, now you can't do this, mask up, don't mask up, stand up, sit down, fight, 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 you know, all of the, the things that we have to do, cheerleading, the Hegelian dialectic, the no? Is that, is that what it's called? The it, well, I that's the so Hegel was a, a philosopher. What Hegel said is that you have to flip the thing that you're deconstructing to its inverse mm. and strip it away uh, of all reality. That like married with the uh, I think it's Kant who where the whole like postmodernism thing stems from that the idea of the thing is more important than the reality of the thing. The reality of the thing is in and of itself dirty and nasty and needs to be destroyed. And that's why the, that's why Hegel dialectics is just a way of, of breaking something down. Um, people get, get mixed up a lot mm, yeah. and call what Crowley was saying as above, so below. People refer to that as the Hegelian dialectic, and it's not. Dialectics is a process by which you examine an idea. Fuck Crowley. Um, yes, I agree. I agree. Yeah, fuck that guy. That I guy's do. A piece of shit. I do. And fuck heroin. While we're at it. Yeah. I mean, fuck heroin yeah. and meth. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so to 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 add, and, and this is one of my favorite. And I'm, I'm sorry to do this to you. One of my favorite Bible verses. Uh, let's yeah, sure. let's read it from King James, right? The homeboy King James. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against the against princip principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. I've always said this shit. And I tell people, you know, the reptilian overlords, right? What, what are they all about? And the first thing people ask me is like, are they really reptiles? I go, maybe. Maybe they are reptiles. Maybe they are some sort of... Ancient bloodline of the Anunnaki, right? That that came down and 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 butt fucked humanity, and and we're just some big experiment, right? Whatever. But I, one hundred percent, it goes back to that what you touched on about this this. They they believe that through alchemy, because that's what it is, they can achieve other things. They you know a one plus one. That's the that's the lovely thing about math, right? That it's, it doesn't have a barrier, doesn't have a language. Wherever you are in the world, one plus one is always two, right? So that's why I also think that we are in some sort of simulation where everything can be broken down to numbers because math is the universal language. And how Pythagoras said, we didn't invent it, we only discovered it. It's the language of the universe. 
But yeah, back to back to that idea that these individuals and you mentioned earlier in the, in the show, you said this shadow government, this this government that operates underneath. And if you tell that to anybody nowadays, they just look at you and go, you're, you're just another one of those QAnon conspiracy theorists, aren't you? Aren't you? And let's bring up that the CIA created the term conspiracy theorist to what to discredit people. That's what that's what it's all about. I had my friend Paranoid American on the show and he said and I asked him, why do you think they, they do all this cancel culture and all this stuff of just uh, of, of, you know, defaming people and, 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 and slandering them? And he goes, because back then there wasn't the technology that there is today, forensics and all this stuff. You could just pull a guy in some alley, stab him, dump him, and that's it. Nowadays, war has changed. The tactics have changed. So whenever somebody comes out with some sort of idea that goes against the narrative, what do they do? The first thing they, they do, they go be, you know, after their reputation. They go after who they are. They discredit them. They do all this shit. Like, I, you know who Meet Kevin is on YouTube? That cuck, he fucking made this this episode the other day trying to discredit the one of the later episodes of Joe Rogan with that doctor. That mm-hmm. It blew my mind, dude, that he had that guy on there, especially being at Spotify. This guy pretty much broke it all down, bro. It's all bullshit. You know, masks don't work. The vaccines don't work, et cetera, et cetera. And he just laid it all out. Some guy with credentials, mind you. And then you got this fucking YouTuber comes out. And he tries to discredit him and, and, and say all these things. And people are like, bro, you know, go debate him. Go go on Joe Rogan's show and debate him or whatever. But anyways. Well, if you remember in that interview, Dr. McCullough said there's a $2 million bet on yes. the table for anyone who wants yeah. to come. That's what people are writing in the comments. They're like, go debate him, da, 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 this and that. But it just comes to show what I'm, you know, what I'm saying, that they, they go after somebody's reputation nowadays. And, and back to the, the shadow government, if you will. Do you th- do you think QAnon is real, bro? No. no, 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 no. In fact, I know it's not. In fact, I, some of my first channel strikes were for debunking Q in real time with some of the OG debunking anonymous Q people. Yeah, like debunking the concept that was Q, because really? we had some old school anons, the the Guy Fox wearing anons. Uh, yeah who had been approached by a guy named Ezra who works out of the PSYOPs division for the United States Army. And before you go on, Steve, I want to say I love my life. I would never kill myself just in case anybody's listening. I would never shoot myself two times in the back of the head. So, Right. Yeah, yeah no, I have I have no intention of, of committing suicide a la Gary Webb where there are two, two I don't know if, you, if you're able to talk about it, but I saw your truck. The thing about your truck. That was fucking wild, bro. It's pretty wild. That's why I'm the, saying you I, can't be saying a lot of shit that you've been saying on here because I've known of some people who have gone to these quote-unquote peaceful protests, right? Because there's peaceful protesters, and they've come out and said it in different places, and next thing you know, they're, they fucking they slip and fall, and they uh, stab themselves in the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, bro, I, the first time I had my head split open by the cops at a protest was 1999. It was a WTO protest. I fucking was Occupy Oakland. Like, I, you know, I'm, I'm, you're a veteran, huh? I got a pretty, I got a pretty good chin. 
Okay. I get, I get pretty good shit. Um, but uh, the the people who orchestrated QAnon did, approached a number of like unmasked members of Anonymous, the original Anonymous. Yeah. Um, the because they're pirates. With the boys, right? Yeah, because they're pirates, and because there's you know quite literally millions of them, and because to be perfectly honest, most of them are compromised. And um, one of the dudes that got approached was like, nah, go fuck yourself. He had done, still does work for like activist post and did work for weird change and all that kind of stuff. He's openly talked about this. So I'm not snitching on anybody. Um, and what I mean, what it is and was and always was intended to be was an absolute psychological operation where you would do what you do with every other limited hangout, throw a little bit of factual information out there, wrap it in religiosity and mystery. They were flat out doing lines from Die Hard back in the beginning, bro. It was wild. I'm not kidding. It's, you know, but people bought it. People needed it. It was the parallel, the other side of Russiagate. What Russiagate did was break the brains of everybody on the fucking left and all of the shit libs. And what QAnon did was it deactivated the part of the right that would have been out in the streets all day, every day in force over this. We're going to lock down. We're shutting down small businesses. We're shutting down medium businesses. Everyone, you know, is now suicidal and out of work. Like that's, that would have been the moment where the activated right would have grabbed guns and said, no, no, we're all going to have life again. We're, we're going to do this with or without you. But because they had Q, the magic man on the chat board, who was telling them, you know, any day now, any day now, the indictments are coming any day now. One more day, one more day, one more day. Follow White Rabbit. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. You know, like for years and now they're waiting for Donald Trump to literally erupt into flames where he will emerge as a phoenix triumphant <laughs> god emperor ready to grab Ron DeSantis and herald us into the promised land. China, it's not China, China, happen, China. China. Do, you th <laughs> do you think that, uh, Jeez, yeah. That, 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 was it recently? One of the Kennedys was supposed to come out and announce that. Yes, JFK Jr. was supposed to materialize in New York City. Why isn't City. he dead yet? Didn't they wipe out that entire family? JFK Jr. has been dead for a very long time. Oh, <laughs> he oh died so wait, in a, he was he's dead and they said that he was going to come. No, really? Yeah, there's there's a handful of Kennedys that are still alive. But yes, yeah, the, supposedly the QAnon meme is that JFK Jr., who died in a plane crash in the 90s, yeah. wasn't really dead. He never what really died. Fuck, fake, seriously. Faked the death to save the bloodline. And now, for some reason, one of the Kennedys, okay, because they were the ones who originally went up against the cabal, remember? Yeah, that's why. Originally... I mean. Uh, so, so that's why they're trying to, you know, resurrect that bloodline. That's why JFK Jr. didn't really die. That's why RFK Holy Jr. Fuck, is bro. now at the forefront of of the pushback uh, against the Corona narrative. It's all like magically dovetailed for the Q people, and that's just not reality. It's like RFK Jr. has been doing children's health defense for an incredibly long time. He is vaccine injured. He had a kid who, you know, like the whole fucking thing. It's his life's work, <laughs> which he fucking completely went ostracized for 
30 years ago, 20 years ago. He'd already, you know, given up any semblance of political future or whatever that wasn't going to happen. What he was going to do was try to save the lives of children by informing and educating their parents. Uh, and so, I don't know, it works as a narrative. It helps keep people deactivated. It's That's what it's supposed to do. But, I mean, really, y'all, like, you plant a garden, trap shoot, you know, fuck, find some other stuff to do. Yeah, because no, no, the no. magic man in the computer isn't going to save you. Because, again, this cult-like mentality, right, where people get together. There's something about people getting together and just worshiping either an ancient, you know, political prisoner, if you will, or somebody that... That's the... That's dude, that's the difference between a religion and a cult. That a religion, the dude's dead. A cult, the guy was probably alive until the other day, right? L. Ron Hubbard <laughs> and Scientology. But do you think that? Because I, you know, I, I I believe that Steve, if these people are so smart and they're so sophisticated and 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 they're they're running everything. And they really are shapeshifters. Do you? Why do you think they would let somebody like fucking Joe Biden into the White House in the state that he's in, with with his somebody that is obviously not all there? Do you, don't you think that they would have some other guy that they could go to, right? You know what I mean? Like some guy that's sharp, knows how to talk to people, and and can just chop it up with whoever. And it just will do what they say. But then they choose this senile old man. I just, that's why I can't get behind the whole, oh, well, everything's run by this government. They're, you know, the reptilians well, are real and all that. You know what I mean? Let me, let me, let me ask you uh, what, what you think would be more important to reptilian overlords. How Americans feel for a, four to eight year period about one particular president or um, getting the vast majority of the population to 100% lose faith and trust in the institutions that they have always been told are going to be there for them just as the World Economic Forum is parking the fourth industrial revolution and the great reset and the new global governance and the central bank digital central bank backed digital currency that they want to be like a pan global coin um what what would you think would be more of, of more interest or or a more worthwhile investment no touche i mean i i can i can get behind you on that and i and i think that it's that's why you mentioned earlier it just has to do with a spiritual thing because if you put people in chaos, I think that they benefit from that energy, right? To, to put another twist on it. They, they want the chaos. They want the destruction. They want the lower vibrational frequencies because they sort of feed off that if they are. Chaos favors the establishment every time. Every time. Chaos favors the established order. It gives them excuses. It gives them reason. It gives them license to flex whatever monopoly on violence they hold, whatever monopoly on currency distribution they hold. Chaos favors the establishment. That's why organization and small groups and like little, you know, um, not, not necessarily like nation state kind of things, but I mean... Um, 
organization and small groups where people are using counter economics, where we're not using central bank currency, that that's what's going to be the most damaging. Ultimately, constructing a, a parallel structure or a parallel society, the one that we currently live in, going to be the most damaging. The thing that these people have done, Juan, is they've set it all up around currency. They've set it all up around central banking and the ability to manipulate the lives of people over the concept of a dollar. Do you think that crypto is going to take off or do you think they're going to shut that down? Or do you think that's the so, future? Are we ushering in the new world order, Steve, by using crypto? Here's what I think. Here's what I think. I think the cryptocurrency currently isn't currency. Um, I think that it represents potential for it. And I do see things with like Litecoin, the individual Satoshi and things like that. We're, we're starting to get there conceptually. They're like the ecosystems conceptually are kind of cool, but ultimately I don't think it's the answer because ultimately I don't think that we have enough raw materials to keep powering it. And I don't think that destroying what's left of the planet in order to go mine asteroids so that we can keep using cryptocurrency is necessarily the best idea. Um, but that's what's being proposed. So what, what I think is the concept of cryptocurrency represents a door by which minds can become freer by which what we think of in terms of currency, in terms of exchange, in terms of value, become much, much, much both wilder and tangible. Um, so, I don't know. What I've always said about it is if you can use it as the asset that it is, because it is an asset, if you can use it as an asset in the short term to get yourself some real land, or some real, you know, real tools, some real tangible things. Go fucking get that shit, homeboy. Do that shit. Like, go fucking crush it. I believe in you. I suck at this shit. I'm not good at it, but I believe in you, and I think you could do it, you know? like I. But no, it's not the answer, because it's connected to the continued fucking pillaging of the only planet we have in order to perpetuate its existence. Do you think a thousand years from now we're going to be looking back at these times and going, what the fuck? Were, do you think we're going to be talking about the same shit a thousand years from now, dude? In the year uh, 3021 or 22, you think we're going to be looking back and being, man, we were some stupid fucks back then. The world is, is still going to end. We still have, you know what I mean? Like, I think about that all the time about a thousand years from now, what the fuck are we going to be saying about these times so if we do our job right now a thousand years from now if they're sitting around bitching about shit and looking back at future generations going boy they were dumb back then then we succeeded because they're having a human moment they're that's that's humanity and this, in my opinion, is the precipice of where we stop being humans. If the people who are in control are at the moment are allowed to continue, um, then we're looking at the, the transhumanist agenda. We're looking at, you know, the biomedical human being 
that has by their own paperwork diagnostic nanobots that swim around in your bloodstream that give real-time updates to whatever um you Which know hospital admins nowadays yeah yeah i can show you the i'll i'll drop the oh it's not on this um let me pull up that have you heard of the what was it uh michael bloomberg that the 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 building he built on the Mithraic temple and i don't mm -hmm. know where the fuck where it's like it does just that they monitor your blood sugar a your hydration everything and if, if they sense that you're low on on anything they send a, a little robot to bring you something to drink or eat or something and yeah yeah it's, it's fucking crazy, it's the bro. future of medicine it, it is they're they're pretty um but do you think do you think it. you mentioned transhumanism that's a, that's a thing that a lot of these elites they because if you look back at the ancient Egyptians, what was their whole thing? They wanted to live forever, right? That's why they prepared the bodies and mummified people because they believed that they could later on come back and or, you know, whatever. That, 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 that's where all that started. You have guys like Jeffrey Epstein, Jeff Be even Jeff Bezos, uh, uh, especially Elon Musk. I saw this article a couple of days ago where it said, the I think it was this, this paraplegic, man was able to type out a sentence or his first tweet, right? How ironic his first tweet, just using his mind through some technology that they were using that, that does that scare you at all, Steve, that we're headed towards this transhumanistic movement of becoming one and, and maybe a pro, this, this, you know, impending doom of, of the singularity, if you will. So, what I do know about the singularity is we are unlikely to see it in our lifetimes that what we're going to see mostly is people talking shit and people trying to get some of this off the ground, but mostly it's going to be a fundraising mechanism. Um, I had the, the boys from Grimerica on a couple of weeks ago nice. and it was a really cool talk and shout out to, to Graham and Darren. They're, they're freaking rad. Um, and Darren said something that like, it, it hasn't left, you know, and he was just like, man, it's just people talking. You don't have to listen. You don't, you don't yeah, have but to that's listen. How it starts, it, dude. To a degree to, to yeah. I think when degree, Hitler was I, coming up with his ideas, they're like, it's just an idea. It's just, but you know, if you're aware of that, you can, you can act on the fact that currently they're just talking currently the systems that we have can't sustain these ideas the technology can't sustain the thought the raw materials only exist under the ground you know for a lot of this shit the in the the 2020 national defense authorization act um that was written in 2019 Trump administration thing. They laid the framework for the global war on rare earth minerals or for what? rather rare earth minerals. Rare earth minerals are, are going to power the internet of things along with uh, lithium and coltan and cobalt and um, silver and a bunch of other stuff. Um, but rare earth minerals are going to be the thing that allows for something like nuclear fusion to happen not nuclear fission which we have which creates all the waste but nuclear fusion which is closer to like 0, 0.0 emission energy 
um, that doesn't create that stuff is going to take rare earth minerals to power those machines. They've got to completely destroy massive swaths of the planet in order to obtain these. Um, but we, in our, uh, you know, in the legislation where our military budget comes from, the the framework for that process is, is already underway. Um, but, but again, it takes that currency to do it. It takes people to go ahead and type out the numbers or manipulate the mines or even build the machines that go do the mining. It takes people. It takes a threat backed by a monopoly on violence, and it takes currency. And if we can get two of those things to break in our way, first in small groups, hopefully still always in small groups, but acting in coordination, they don't have shit to stand on. And there's so many, many, many more of us than there are of them. So many more. So where what we're seeing even with the COVID narrative, where it's starting to break a little bit, and, and finally after two years, you know, starting to go our way, um, it is that once people are done, they're done. Yeah, and it's not like all it's going to take. All it does take is for some cracks in the armor to show, oh, the Fauci Beagles thing came out and people actually started paying attention to who Fauci was. They still didn't give a took fuck. Took dogs. Man. Yeah, yeah, to for monkeys. sure he is. They were, they were doing experiments on monkeys, paint tests on monkeys as well. People didn't give a fuck. Maybe some Dude, people, he gave Steve... fucking slaughtered fucking a bunch of age AIDS patients in the 80s and 90s. Wholesale, yeah. Dude, mass, fucking a gay genocide you know is what, what he did. You know what I learned recently, uh, you know, recently, like a few months back, that the Nazis were competing with the U.S. of their sterilization of people. And the people who came up, well, Plato came, you know, proposed the idea of eugenics. It goes way back. But... The U.S. in the nineteen in the early nineteen hundreds were already euth, euthanizing and sterilizing people, and they were doing it to mentally handicapped people who obviously couldn't defend themselves. And in nineteen fourteen, they were passing laws for that shit. Yeah, you know what I mean. And yeah. then you got oh well, Hitler killed and and they, you know they they tried to genocide a, a whole people, right? Whatever. No, it's like we were doing that shit over here, and they were trying to beat us. They were trying to get quotas to beat us. Like, hey, the U.S. sterilized uh, 500,000 people today. We got to step our numbers up. They were competing with us. The, the supposed, they got the, idea of, the, supposed they got the idea of concentration camps from us. From, from the British. The, the British had concentration camps too. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we, I mean, we had them in the we had them in the the eighteen teens. Yes. We had them during the Civil War. Yes. But it's you know, yeah, it's not not it wasn't a unique concept. But again, most propagandized country on the face of the earth. I think that I think that how you're saying people are going to start waking up. Not everybody, Steve, because I think I think when that maybe right eventually when that person is on their sixteenth booster shot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, five years after the two weeks to flatten the curve, I think maybe some people start waking up at that point. You know what I mean? Because so they're still going to be. It doesn't take everybody, though. It doesn't take everybody. It doesn't. Doesn't take everybody. It only took 40% of the country 
in a mass formation under mass psychosis for this to be allowable in the first place. That's not even a majority. The yeah. president is never picked by a majority. No. That's certainly not a majority of voting age adults. There's more people in most cases during an election year that don't vote than do. Like one third of the population votes, right? Like a hundred yeah. million people vote? Yeah, and, and of those, about half are, are you know, are about dead. 200 million are vo of voting age. The largest category of voters is non-voters. The second largest category of voters is independents. And then the third largest category of voters vacillates between Republicans and Democrats who compete for the, the last. That's I, The two parties that are in power represent individually the least number of people wow yeah it's when you put it when you put it in that perspective it does <laughs> blow your mind <laughs> uh steve i wanted to talk about you, you mentioned wikileaks and, and we could start wrapping it up on on this stuff you mentioned wikileaks and when i started putting out numbers of the people that were dying with the wars in the middle east What's what was the latest with Assange? He had a stroke. Was it? Was that the the latest one from the stress of being extradited? And all well, that shit? I mean, the latest is yeah the the UK or the US um, successfully won their case to extradite Julian Assange. Wow. His legal team you filed. Think they're gonna an put appeal? him in Guantanamo Bay, dude. No, no. Um, and I'll get to that. Uh, but but what happened back in October is that he was scheduled for an in-person court appearance on October 27th. Um, Ten days prior to that, he was uh, subjected to an experimental medical procedure to which he did not consent, um, but was given no choice. And then nine and a half days later, he had a stroke. Wait, what? Was that it? Yeah, yeah. And this is something that his dad has confirmed in a couple of interviews. I I met his dad this summer and his half-brother spent two weeks traveling with him. So he and I still talk occasionally, confirmed it to me on the phone. Um, he, the the So what they told him was, you're scheduled for an in-person court experience, you know, court appearance. We can't have you there on jab. So they gave it to him and then he stroked out. Wow. No, that doesn't surprise I, me, though. You know, the the whole thing has been what Chris Hedges calls a, a slow motion crucifixion. Man, the this represent Julian Assange went into the Ecuadorian embassy ten years ago, a little bit over ten years ago. He was where he was confined to one and a half rooms for the next seven and a half years in the most surveilled building on the planet. The UN Working Group on Arbitrary Detention found that he was being arbitrarily detained, effectively imprisoned in the Ecuadorian embassy where he was for seven and a half years, where he was dragged out after having his constitutional rights violated. Wait, where he was a citizen of Ecuador at that time, had an Ecuadorian passport. There was no due process to revoke his passport, no due process to have him removed. The UK just went in and dragged him out, trafficked him to Belmarsh Prison, which is what they call the Guantanamo Bay of the United Kingdom because it's where they put all their terror suspects and, um, you know, their high security prisoners. Uh, Nonviolent offender, by the way, journalist and publisher, Asperger's as fuck, not a murderer, you know. 
but that's where he's at. Um, he's been there since April 11th of 2019. He has had zero charges on him since September of 2020. Zero charges. Just on remand, which means waiting to go to court. No bail. Guantanamo Bay of the United Kingdom for the Iraq war logs, the Afghan war log, um, the Guantanamo Bay files, and Cablegate. All of the Manning leaks, Those that's what he's being charged with. The main witness against him recanted his testimony and said, I lied to the FBI in exchange for immunity. He didn't hack shit. I just wanted to go commit more crimes. This is a convicted pedophile, a previously convicted pedophile oh, they like that those. the FBI employed. Huh? They like those. They like the pedophiles. Yeah. Yeah. Easier to manipulate until they're not. This one's actually crazy. He was certified a sociopath by the isolated health ministry. Um, this is who they had provide, you know, a, a giant chunk of their testimony, which he recanted, but still, which the judge knew. Um, but still, they're going to go forward with the charade because it represents uh, the the true death of the free press. Julian Assange is an Australian citizen imprisoned in the United Kingdom, being extradited to the United States under the Espionage Act of 1917 for printing accurate information that embarrassed the government mm -hmm. has you know that none of the charges have anything to do with the 2016 election hillary clinton none of that shit none of it why do you think why don't you think that they just clinton him and just off him do you think it's well they've died they have tried that we found out last year that they had whole scenarios gamed out what they could, they tried to breach the door to the embassy a number of times. Successfully breached the door to the embassy once. It's not like they're, it's not for lack of trying. And the reason that they don't just have them Epstein in prison is because it's too fucking obvious at this point. But was like it some, there are the enough other nations that Julian Assange stuck his neck out for to help. There are torture victims from the CIA mm -hmm. that are alive and walking around today and able to have fucking family and a life and shit with a lot of therapy solely because WikiLeaks existed as a publication and printed their story. Like, there, world governments have toppled because of WikiLeaks releases. Oh, you and so, the wrong people, obviously. Sure. Yeah. But, uh, so, somebody's got to, right? I mean, d do you want to know or not? You know, that'd be I, ignorance is bliss, sure. But I think people have the right to know what their governments do mm -hmm. in their names and with their money. I think people have a, a right to know if their son or daughter or loved one fought and died for something real or for Halliburton's fourth quarter profits, you know? Yeah. So, and then do you think they'll eventually get Snowden? Cause that was another one too, right? That, that was on the right. I think what are your thoughts with him? So Snowden wants to come here. He doesn't want to go to court. 
And currently, every government that he said, hey, I would like to to come back, they're like, yeah, we're going to fuck you super hard if you do. And so he goes, okay, I'm, I'm doing all right in Russia. And that's just kind of where it at. If, if there was a lenient, <laughs> benevolent U.S. world leader <laughs> who would preemptively pardon, waive charges, waive prosecution, and say, sure, Ed, come back, he would be here in a heartbeat. He would be, um, at least according to him. Um, but my, I, I don't know, man, my, my qualms with Snowden at this point are like, really, you know, signals garbage and you push it anyway. You had that Sentinel thing that you were pushing for a while. There seems to be like a product every once in a while that you're, you're backing that doesn't do any of the shit that you say it's supposed to do. And that confuses me. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. I got you. I think I think Joe Exotic has a better chance of getting pardoned than than any of these guys. You know what I mean? Which that was the thing they tried to the fucking was the Tiger King guy was trying to. Yep. I mean, dude, he, Trump pardoned. He pardoned an Israeli spy master, two war criminals, and a bunch of rappers. Yeah, like that's, that's, anybody who thought he was gonna do anything in terms of Snowden or Assange or whatever, they were sucking on the hopium. And I know a lot of them, good friends with a lot of them. And I told it, told them to their faces in real time, and they were like, "You're cynical. He's dead." But I'm like, maybe I am, dude. But my cynicism is borne out to be accurate more often than not, yeah. especially where it comes to the federal government. Yeah, no, I, I, I trust the government as far as I can throw them. That's what I always tell people. Yeah, but, yeah, that the, this whole idea that the government doesn't do shady shit and would never hurt its people and cares about your well-being. When you tell somebody that who, who worships the government and these political fi- figures and all these other people, it's like, dude, it, it's the most horrifying thing to them that that could be a possibility and that, that, you know, that the government would hurt them and, and doesn't care about them. That's a, some I mean, people is, is, is they're so heartbroken. You see them die, you know, looking, looking at them in the eyes when you tell them that, you know what I mean? You're, you're taking away their ball. You're taking away their supernatural belief system or their, you know, whatever it is that in a, a society that's gone increasingly secular over the last 100, 150 years, whatever energy people used to put into a faith-based system, they've transferred to the state. They've transferred to a particular political figure mm-hmm. or a political party or now the science, you know, it. Yeah, it's another one. So I, it's. I mean, I understand it. <laughs> I, I, I yell at people about it, but I understand it. I see how it happens at any rate. Yeah. So, Steve, I had a great time, man. We touched on a lot of interesting topics, and I just thought I'd give the listeners a rest from the reptilian talk and <laughs> all this shit. But one more time for the listeners, where can they find your show? And what's your social media? Because I like to do it at the beginning, at the end, just in case, you know. Hell yeah. Well, uh, Juan, thank you, man. I I enjoyed the hell out of it. Uh, and, and we're going to have to get you over on the Slow News Day here soon. You can find everything um, at slownewsdayshow.com uh, is the website. 
rockfin.com slash slow news day before the show or we're on odyssey to a bunch of other platform um check alt media united for the audio only links and then at slow news day show is all of the social media most of the donate links all that kind of stuff awesome awesome and thanks again for coming on steve like i said i had a great time and whenever you want to chop it up again do you let me know and have you back on sounds good brother thank you a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.